Open your Bibles, if you will, uh, back to Romans chapter 10, and we'll wrap that up for the evening, or for the uh, semester, I guess. Um, I felt like it was a, a um, in one sense, just a great image to, uh, to close on, although there's two halves of it. One half of it is really great, the other half is not so great, so you'll hopefully understand in a minute. But the text that we're looking at is the last verse of Romans 10, <clears throat> but of Israel, he says, all day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. That's the image I want to show you, just speak a word about, and then we'll uh, hand it over to Randy. Uh, verse 21 of Romans 10 is a quote from Isaiah 65. That's Isaiah 65 two right there. What I'd like for you to do is turn to Isaiah 65, and I want to read it to you. Uh, not the whole thing, just five verses out of it. Um, <clears throat> Isaiah 65, find that. Um, you know, I am, um, um, let's see here. I'm not trying to whine here, but, um, you know, this job, uh, uh, experiences a fair measure of, uh, opinionated folk. That is, they have opinions about what I do, how I do it, what I wear, what I, I mean, I wore some shoes two weeks ago and it sent several into a tizzy that I, uh, I, I, and, and, but one of the things that's uh, said to me, or is said about me, uh, and, and it's come to my, and it's okay, it's okay, is that he's awfully dramatic. Uh, he's awfully uh, theatric. I just don't, I just don't care for all that because he's just awfully dramatic. Um, guilty as charged. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read you five verses, <clears throat> and were I to be Charlton Heston. I couldn't read them rightly to you. Um, I couldn't handle these with the kind of existential verve that is that is required. Uh, and I hope you'll see what I mean. Uh, but before I start reading it, I'm just going to read five verses. Uh, Isaiah 65. And by the way, Romans 10.22 is taken right out of here. It's, it's verse 2 of this one I'm about to read you. But it is God who is speaking. Keep that in mind. This is something God is saying. He is saying it to and about Israel. And um, I don't know how to over-dramatize it. I, 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 I would ruin it if I tried hard enough. <clears throat> so I'll do my best to understate it. And hopefully you'll see and get a grasp of and an enjoyment of Romans 10.22. God is speaking and he says, I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here am I, here am I, to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all the day to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices. A people who provoke me to my face continually, sacrificing in gardens and making offerings on bricks, who sit in tombs and spend the night in secret places, who eat 
pig's flesh and broth of tainted meats is in their vessels, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. These are a smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. That is the section of the Old Testament from which Paul is quoting in the 21st verse of Romans chapter 10. You can see it there all day long. I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Gang, I said that in one sense it's a very moving image. In another sense it's a very frightening image. But the moving part of this image is this picture that you have of God describing himself. That is, this is not Isaiah. God is speaking in Isaiah. And he describes himself this way. All day long, I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. First of all, notice that it's it's a continuous. It's a long term. He says, all day long. You know, guys, um, I wonder if, I mean, I'm sure we could pose this to the nation of Israel and ask them how many invitations to trust in Christ have you heard? Um, I I, I could, we probably couldn't answer that, or we probably couldn't get a distinct answer, but the, the point is, how many invitations have been extended to Israel? This text suggests that it's all day long. All day long, I have extended my hands to a people who said, Leave me alone! That was over here in um, verse 5. You know, we're too holy for you! We don't want anything to do with you! You know, it's one thing to describe the the tragedy of Israel, but I wonder wonder if any of us, I mean, how how many opportunities have you heard? How many invitations have you heard to trust Christ? Well, the picture that you get here of God is that he is in this posture of continuous, long-term, appealing. Appealing. It's, um, I think it's fair to say that it's a costly appeal. Gang, I don't know who it was that said this, but um, I'm quoting somebody who says, no other God has wounds. This is my own. No other God dies. In all of the other religions that you want to compare with... No, none of them have a God who dies. None of them have a God who has wounds. None of them who has, has a God who holds out their hands all day. Have you, you want to try that? I'll tell you what. Just from now until when I get through speaking, in about ten minutes, just hold out your hands. And just hold them there. See if you can do it for 10, 15 minutes and, and experience. I mean, Moses couldn't pull it off. He had to have Ben Hur come sit under him and hold up one of his arms, you know. It's, c- c- come on. I mean, the, the, the point is, the, the, the image that you get here is that there's an appeal that is, that is long-term. It, con- it, it continues. It's costly. And, and guys... Um, There are no excuses on the part of men who reject the love of this God. 
who describes himself in a posture of appeal. Um, that's the that's the beautiful part of this, guys. That um, Paul closes off this chapter with leaving behind this this portrait of a God who all day long is appealing, is is stretching out hands of invitation and making an appeal. That's the beautiful part. But there's an ugly part. He holds out his hands to a disobedient and a contrary people. Not only is this a picture, this, this, this text, a portrait of, of, uh, of the love of God, it is also a portrait about the passion of unbelief. He holds out his hands, not even to an indifferent people, not to a, you know, put me down for no interest people. No, 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 no. These people are depicted as disobedient and contrary. Um, it, it's interesting. The word, the Greek word for um, for disobedient is a is a. I mean, it, it's translated all through that the New Testament as disobedience. It's apiface, but it's the word from which we get our English word apathy. They're just they're apathetic, but they're they're beyond that. They're a willful, disobedient people. Gang, um, you did know, you don't need to turn here, but I, I think you knew this already, that the gospel is not so much an invitation as it is a command. Uh, listen to this. This is in Acts chapter 19. Um, so this a city was filled. But when Paul, um, uh, where, where he stands and he says, uh, and God commands, every, uh, God commands man everywhere to repent, um, Acts 19.31 or so. But the, the, the point is, there is, a, there is a command. Embrace this God. And to that command, Israel says, No! No! I don't want any of it. It's a disobedient and contrary people. You know, I've showed you this text before, guys, but one of my um, one of my greatest ap- uh, apologetical tubes that I use all the time is, is John 3.19, where, where Jesus says, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Gang, the, the, the assessment that you're being given there is, is, is this. That um, um, it's not a question of understanding. It's not a question of um, intelligence. It's not a, that I have kind of an intellectual hang-up over this thing about Christianity. No, the light is coming to the world. But men love the darkness rather than the light. The, the explanation for their refusal is not found that they don't understand it. The explanation is, I don't want it. And I don't want it because my deeds are evil and I love them more than this God that you're telling me about. It's, um, it's an expression of their will. They're, they're unpersuadable. Um, and then 
They're a, they're a disobedient and contrary people. They're they're obstinate. They're they're they uh, they contradict. In fact, the um, the Greek word is antilego or to say against. They just they hear one thing and they say no. Um, it's a hard-nosed refusal. The, um, the unregenerate man is not interested in the gospel. He's not interested in this God that we want to tell him about. He's a contrarian. 21st century men would lynch Jesus all over again if they get a chance. He's stiff-necked. All day long. I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Gang, what you see in verse 21 is the results if men are left to themselves to find God on their own. They end up disobedient and contrary, apathetic and disinterested. I'll leave you with this, guys. Um... If that's the portrait that we're given of an unregenerate man, then can you see that the only explanation for anybody's salvation is that God in grace and mercy overcomes the obstinacy of the human will by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way any of us have bought into this thing called the Christian gospel, folks, because God has seen fit to overcome your disobedience and to overcome your obstinance and to overcome your willfulness and to overcome your contrariness. And He does that by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the, the image that I love so much is in Ezekiel 36 where He talks about how he exchanges a heart of stone and replaces it with a heart of flesh. That's what he's done for us, folks. That's how this man still has the heart of stone in him. And the reason that you have embraced this beautiful thing that we call the gospel is because God overcame you. He found a bunch of people who weren't looking for him and ones that weren't seeking him and asked for him. And then he overcame the willful obstinance of the human heart and replaced it with something that pumps in spiritual life. Um, it's an image of a God who is um, determined. Determined, refuses not to love the people that He overcomes with grace. We'll stop there. Let me pray. Father, I pray that you might um, adjust the way that we think of you as we consider this, um, this piece of self-portraiture, this piece of self-description, this piece of self-revelation that you have, that you have um, granted, that you have um, left behind to describe you as this, this God who longs for, um, for men to yield. And the only hope that any of us have is that you are determined to overcome the stubborn, contrary, disobedient will 
and establish yourself as the Lord of our lives. You've done that, Father. You've done that for us. And we bless you and we worship you as a result. We pray, of course, in Jesus' name.